see what we're doing. Let's see if we're live. Mm, let's see if we're live. Mm, let's see if we're live. And we're live. You are now tuned in to Hot Seat Haas. Check. Straight up. You got all that, right? You got all that, right? This is the Hot Seat Haas podcast. The following podcast contains explicit language. Sponsored by Leopold Jacobs. We're back. I haven't been on in some time. We're going to talk fashion, sports, and just like that, we're back. Come on. Yeah. Let's go. Come on, politics. Like I said, politics. I am Hot Seat Highs, the one and only. Get out of your feelings. Step into your feelings. We're going to talk relationships, politics. Yeah. Step into your feelings. Collective empowerment, no cosigns. Come on, let's go. Let's network. Yeah. Come on. You are now part of a community in touch with culture, education, and collective empowerment. Step into your feelings. Check it. Step out of your feelings. This thing is sponsored by Leopold Jacobs, 1983. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Check it out. Shout out to we the in the building. Let's go. Shout out to the feedback. Right? Uh, you got all that, right? Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk. Like I said, Hey. You are now part of a community in touch with culture, education, and collective empowerment. You can support this podcast within the Anchor app. You got all that right. You got all that right. You got all that right. Hey. Nope. It is high sea highs. You got all that. You got all that right. What up, people? Haven't spoken to you guys on the live, guys and gals, gals and guys. The creatives out there, the Leos out there, the Dons out there, all the good people out there. Something just fell. Um, picture, damn, it's not good. Let me get that in a minute. Uh, actually, let me get it right now. Hold tight, sorry. My bro dropped. Let me put it right there for now. But we're back. It's the Hasi Highs, the Hasi Highs podcast. Leopold Jacobs, 1983, a lifestyle brand for your upperly mobile business professional. Um, you can hit the uh let me my bad. You can hit the website and cop this camo windbreaker. I got it on. Um, shout out to that. Um Find you something you love. www.leopoldjacobs1983. Excuse me. www.leopoldjacobs1983.com. You can find something you love. 
Um, shout out to all the you know recent orders we received. Shout out to everybody uh, working with the brand. Um, shout out to Adrian Marcel rocking that. What do you had the brute on or the rose? One of our recent joints. Um, appreciate that. Let me pull that up. But uh, yeah, you see me right there. But shout out to your man. He was rocking the uh, brute. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. In our eyes and, and everything like that. So like I said, hit the website, find something you love. Um, and uh, you can also hit the podcast, the Hasi House podcast for the audio experience. Got some recent episodes. Um, I haven't uploaded in a few days. I haven't been on live in a few days. However, we've been working, doing some great things behind the scenes um, in order to uh, continue doing what we do. Like I said, shout out to everybody really supporting. A lot been on. My brother came in town. I just dropped him to the airport a little while ago. He's heading back to the Ize. Great little time with my bro. Always a good time seeing my bro and being around family. Uh, we did some a lot of great creative work for some new things that we have coming. Which was cool. It's like a great duo that we have, but, you know, me being out here, him being out there, sometimes uh, we can't do a lot of things that we want to do. I mean, we can, but it's better when you're in the same creative space. And you know what I mean? Like, so we was able to get a lot of things done. So look forward to that. I won't drop anything with that yet. But um, in due, due time in a few weeks, I'll definitely feature it. And you'll see what we've been working on. Shout out to him. Uh, got some food. Did some things like that talked you know and all that great stuff uh what else what else what else let me see what else these updates before i get in these few topics uh the beloved podcast great 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 first episode with Leroy reynolds from the atlanta falcons check that on the beloved talk podcast we are now on um you know the the, the main ones that a lot of people find themselves enjoying podcasts on like apple spotify google we are ran through anchor so um shout out to anchor um and all the other ones we're on youtube live like i said our first episodes with leroy reynolds is on our platforms with youtube and the streaming platforms i just mentioned this sunday on the um what day is that did i do the wrong date i think it's the 14th let me put that on the screen too. Sorry, give you some visuals. We like we live in a visual world. Um, sorry, one second. Uh, so boom, yeah, on the fourteenth Sunday, the fourteenth at six p.m. We have the the great great Mac, the Mac Wiles himself, um, Grammy nominated musician great actor great new recent proud dad so look forward to that we're going to be asking him some great questions and that's the beloved talk podcast peace to the bros peace to flea f1 underscore duzon peace to zay um at stay focus 20 
on the gram and then myself hassan ask you on the gram it's my first and last name you can find that you can find the leopold page i have several pages that i operate you know compartmentalizing each brand so check these things out but most importantly the beloved talk podcast episode two mac wiles will be on sunday we will tune into that we'll start the promo we did start the promo but we'll we'll hit it hard closer to um sunday probably um saturday and then sunday before we go live so tune into that great conversation i'm telling you guys got a lot of great energy got a lot of energy surrounding great numbers um a lot of support so appreciate that the beloved talk podcast and let me break into some topics i'm gonna just fire them off because Usually I do my um, labeling, but let's see. And I'm, I'm going to pick them out the hat. But um, hit the cash app, dollar sign for Leopold tips and donations. Like I said, shout out to our sponsors, Leopold Jacobs, 1983. Like, comment, and share on your social media platforms. And here's your opportunity to grab a snack, um, get a drink. Uh, maybe you want to roll up or whatever, go to the bathroom because you don't want to miss what we're about to get into. You dig? You got all that, right? But like I said, first up on my list. Let me bring this in. Oh, it's cool. It's a cool topic. Cool. Let's see. Cool topic to start off with. Uh, how a Staten Island HBCU fair is giving the borough students more options. Um, a volunteer committee adapts Staten Island. Staten Island's 11th annual HBCU experience to a virtual platform to serve students despite the pandemic. And this was uh, by Valerina Dima, March 4th, 2021. It's a six minute read if you guys are into all of that. And this is is from pleaforthefifth.com, pleaforthefifth.com. We live by the motto, find a way to make one. Shout out to my alma mater, H. you, 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 got all Atlanta. you got you got all that university you got all that i went to cau graduated from cau um you know you gotta you gotta say that too sometimes but shout out to the bros and the and the good ladies at that campus but let me get back into what i'm saying um we live by the model find a way or make one stated clark atlanta university representative tatum booth during the 11th annual staten island Historically Black College and University experience on January 23rd, the Georgia University's online information session included an interactive quiz about its history, a video campus tour, and an overview of the school's academic programs, a list of notable alumni, and a final Q&A. They gave the students in the workshop everything that they would have gave them at an in-person table, commended Serena Brothers Muhammad an organizer of the event in past years. I don't feel that any student that attended today lacked or didn't receive anything that would have at the fair in person. Although most of the 400 students at the HBCU fair were from Staten Island, um, students from several states, seven countries and four different continents all took also took part because of the event was online organized wanted to provide access to as many people as possible. A reach to this wide geographical uh, a reach this wide geographical would not have been possible if the event had occurred in person, as it usually does at Curtis High School. Shout out to my high school I went to and I graduated. The, fir- the virtual platform also enabled more colleges than ever before to p- participate. Over 35 HBCUs held sessions and three students gained on-spot admissions during the fair. 
The impetus behind the annual event is to provide information about HBCUs that is often missing from Staten Island's college counseling progress. I mean, process on the North Shore where black and Lat Latinos, Latinx youth are concentrated. Twenty four percent of youth ages 18 to 24 are out of school and out of work when isolated from the rest of Staten Island. This is the second highest rate in the city. The HBCU experience targets this at risk population as well as students on track to go to college. Great article. And I guess I can provide, you great that, right? I guess I can provide some context um, for myself personally. I remember when I was doing this, I didn't get to experience, uh, I guess like a, this HBCU experience, college tour experience when I was, you know, coming up and going to college. Um, so, like I said, there was a time when, you know, I'm going through the motions, trying to figure out what school I want to go to. Uh, St. John's was on there. Howard was definitely on there. Some SUNY schools, because um, I tried to get the scholarship through the Posse scholarship program. If you understand, if you're familiar with that, a couple of my buddies received the Posse scholarships. Um, and there's a lot of SUNY schools. A buddy of mine went to DePaul, um, but like Stony Brooks and... Um, so a few of them I can't remember at the time, but I definitely remember uh, Stony Brook and DePaul and these uh, SUNY school purchase, um, stuff like that. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't receive the scholarship, so I had to figure out other avenues. And um, like I said, I was looking at St. John's, Rutgers also, wow, um, Howard and Clark. You know, Clark gave me my acceptance early and I was like, you know what, I guess it's the signs of life or whatever. And I'm going to Clark. And it was a great decision. One of the best decisions that I've made in my life. Um, I learned so much. But like I said, when I was going through the process of going to Clark, I visited Clark on my own. Being my brother went to Morehouse. So I was able to visit the campus and do my own little college tour on my own, which is pretty cool because it's not like routine or it's not structured with a, a, a you know, it's, it's more personal. I could really figure stuff out on my own. And um, when I went back home, I went to, you know, I went to Atlanta, visited, came back home. So happy to, to Staten Island, New York. As an 18 year old, I mean, as a, you know, college senior or this is junior year. And I told the people that I'm going to Clark Atlanta University and everybody was like, where the fuck is that? Excuse me. And I was like, it's in Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia. Everybody was like, what? And a lot of people that I know that I graduated or was coming up with didn't attend HBCUs. And not because they're not sought out or they're not great institutions. I think parallel to this article, the information isn't available for a lot of students, you know, as it can as it compares to like more, you know, other other type of institutions that don't operate in the HBCU labeling, I guess, you know what I mean? So a lot of people are like, where is that? You know? And I think as time, you know, progressed, people got more privy to Atlanta and these HBCUs and experiences that happen on these campuses. And, um, I think a lot for my school with Clark drumline came out the movie drumline with Nick Cannon about bands and, college and high school and i was filmed on my campus and i think that brought a lot of attention to my campus at a time definitely with big production and film and hollywood studios and you know 
that brought a lot of tension. And then we received like a McDonald's or something like that loan. I mean, uh, not a loan, but a grant or or some you know some money from McDonald's and you know that whole Starbucks and and that gave us a lot of more money. We got new computers. We got dope. They, they like a facelift on our campus, which was amazing. So it's there, and, and HBCUs are great. Like I said, we we recently have seen what HBCUs have done in this recent election. A lot of individuals that were key individuals in this recent election um, have gone to HBCUs. Uh, let's move along. This is pretty cool. Add. Ich bin Banks, ich stehle seit circa sieben Jahren mit Cannabis. And this, this video is about the dangerous rise of contaminated weed in high society from Vice. 15 minute long video. We're not going to definitely watch this whole 15, but let's see what they're talking about. Gras ist jetzt hier in diesem Raum. 6 bis 7 Kilo. Ich verkaufe um die 20 bis 30 Kilo pro Monat, was einen Umsatz von 100 bis 120.000 ungefähr macht. Mittlerweile bin ich an einem Punkt angekommen, wo ich mich moralisch gezwungen sehe, aufzuhören. Das hat bestimmte Gründe und diese Gründe wollte ich euch mitteilen, weil ich das als meine Pflicht ansehe, die Öffentlichkeit darüber zu informieren. Es riecht wirklich krass hier in diesem Auto gerade. Es läuft einiges schief. Es gibt viele Leute, die darauf abgekackt sind. Wenn ich euch nicht darüber informieren würde, denke ich, könnte ich als alter Mann nicht mehr in den Spiegel schauen, weil das ist eine Sache, die so immens wichtig für die Gesellschaft ist, dass die Leute davon hören müssen. A while ago, a man walked into our Berlin office claiming to be a big-time weed dealer. And he said, despite making tens of thousands of euros every month, he wanted to get out of the game. His reason? The weed business is a lot dirtier than most people think. So before he stopped stealing for good, he wanted to tell us what's really going wrong. I'm heading to Banks' hometown, where he's asked me to meet him in a parking garage. Das ist er. Hi. Kein Problem. Freut mich. Hi. Ich kein das ist ein interessanter Treffpunkt hier auf jeden Fall. Das ist eine gute Stadt für dein Geschäft auch sozusagen. Auf jeden Fall, ja. Das ist eine junge Stadt. Umso jünger die Bevölkerung ist, umso mehr konsumiert. <lacht> Just this morning, Banks has received the delivery. He wants to tell us about a new danger with the weed that he's selling. So we had to his bunker to see his stash. Und was ist das jetzt genau so ein Bunker? Also ein Bunker ist einfach ein Ort, wo die Ware gelagert wird. Die Wohnung zum Beispiel ist dann auf einen anderen Namen gemietet, auf eine Person, die noch nie ähm, im Fokus war und keine Vorstrafen hat. Wir bekommen dann meistens ein bisschen Geld dafür. Also hier verpacken wir die Ware. Und wie viel Gras ist jetzt hier in diesem Raum? Äh, 
Frage. Wir haben jetzt hier insgesamt sechs bis sieben Kilo. Für wie lange reicht das, diese Menge? Man kann grob sagen, es wird jetzt eine Woche ungefähr reichen. Eine Woche? Also ein bis zweimal die Woche brauche ich eine Lieferung. Wahnsinn. But something has gone wrong with the product in recent years. And that is the first subject on which Banks wants to blow the whistle. Ihr seid Chemie-Junkies, ohne es zu wissen. Das in Deutschland verkaufte Gras, meistens als Haze verkauft, ist in meiner Erfahrung nach zu 90% mit synthetischen Cannabinoiden gestreckt. Also die Wirkung, die ihr habt, ist kein natürliches Teil, sondern künstliches. Und man hat diesen Drang, diesen körperlichen Drang dazu nachzulegen, also immer mehr zu rauchen. Das macht körperlich abhängig im Gegensatz zu normalen Cannabis. Und womit wird es dann genau gestreckt? Es ist gestreckt mit künstlichen Cannabinoiden. Mhm. In China werden die hergestellt. Die heißen JPH zum Beispiel, Abichimnaka. Früher gab es das auch auf anderen Substanzen, auf Kräutern zum Beispiel schon, das ist dann Spice. Jetzt wird es auf, seit in den letzten drei bis vier Jahren ist es krass geworden, wird es auf fast jedes Gras gesprüht. Man kann billiges Cannabis nehmen, zum Beispiel aus Albanien, Gras, was sehr wenig THC und CBD hat. Da sprüht man dann Aufheller drauf, um die Wirkung zu pushen. Quasi grüne Crack, so kann man das nennen. Warum verkaufst du dieses Zeug dann auch teilweise, wenn du jetzt davor warnst? Auch so viele Kunden bestehen darauf, ihr gestrecktes Cannabis zu haben. Die meisten wissen natürlich nicht, dass es gestreckt ist, aber sie wollen eben dieses Haze, also dieses, das, was wegklatscht. Also es gibt dann oft Beschwerden, wenn man sauberes Cannabis bringt, das ist zu schwach, das ballert nicht, weil die Leute eben nicht süchtig nach Cannabis sind, sondern nach den künstlichen Cannabinoiden. Und äh, warum ist das jetzt genau gefährlich? Es gibt viele Leute, die darauf abgekackt sind, wo wirklich private Schicksale in eine ganz falsche Bahn gelaufen sind. Zum Teil auch mit dramatischem Ende. Wo ich jetzt natürlich nicht drüber sprechen kann, aber das sind ja. einfach diese vielen Einzelschicksale, die man über die Jahre kennenlernt. Und man einfach merkt, das ist ein riesiges gesellschaftliches Problem. Was müsste für ein Umdenken stattfinden? Also was, was, was kann die... Good, good little um, clip of of this whole idea of um, dangerous rise. I, I mean, once they've got, you know, they figured it out, and it's, you know, it's across these playing fields that it's uh, decriminalized, or legalized, or whatever. That was a sign. You know what I mean? I heard a lot of people at a time saying that once it's legalized or whatever, that's when they're gonna stop or you know, stop smoking or enjoying it because they think that it's, you know, altered like this, obviously like it is, you know what I mean? It's like, sometimes you have, um, it's like blunts, you'll open a pack and it's stale or it's old. And you could probably even manage to get to roll, roll up your, 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 your cannabis. But when you start smoking, you taste it. It's like, damn, this shit tastes like something's wrong with it or stale or something like that or whatever. I've had, I've experienced that, but I've never experienced weed and it made me feel sick or felt like I was like drugged up with something else synthetic or like, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. You know, let's knock on wood, but you just got to know what you're getting and what you're putting your hands on and what you're, what you're, what you're consuming, you know? Interesting. Let's move along. A few more topics and we're going to ride off into the sunset. 
Um, this things are getting weird. And we'll keep this here for right now. But this article from Spilling Juices, uh, <laughs> it's weird. Pause. Um, let me see. Sorry. And it says New York lawmaker wants sex ed for kindergartners. Get ready for the latest woke wave in education. Um, comprehensive sex ed for kids as young as five. Thanks to a new bill in the state Senate. Legislation sponsored by State Senator Samra G. Broke, a freshman Democrat from Rochester, would tie New York's health curriculum to standards written by a left wing interest group that advocates sex ed for social change and will make those lessons mandatory statewide. Under that group, current standards, public and charter schools would have to teach five year olds about gender identity and instruct eight year olds on hormone blockers to prevent puberty. In transgender identifying preteen, kids as young as 11 would get lectures on vaginal, oral, and anal sex. Study queer, two-spirit, asexual, pansexual, and other gender identities and receive explicit instruction on the use of external and internal condoms, dental dams, and other contraceptives. Broke told the Post, I am greatly concerned about the unacceptability, acceptable high incidence of relationship violence sexual harassment and assault and online bullying in our society today we must equip the next generation with the skills and education they will need to thrive but her proposal would legally link new york schools to the shifting recommendations on the sexuality information and education council of the united states we will be outsourcing our curriculum to the outside organization said assemblyman michael riley representative uh si well republic si um a member of the education committee. That's a concern. Some parents are also worried the state construction constitution guarantees a basic education, but not, but nowhere does it say we have to prepare our kids to change their sex if they want to, said Perizola of the New York City Parents Union. We have schools where 95% of kids can't read or do math at grade level, and now they want to bring in these complicated social justice in, in issues. That's BS. Even parents who approve of sex ed in school are queasy about the envelope pushing topics the law would require. It's inappropriate, said Ken Jewell, a Manhattan family law attorney whose two children attend New York City public school, elementary schools. Wild. And they're also trying to do away with the labeling of mom and dad i rest recently read i mean how do you guys and gals feel about this ah i'm with the parents that are just like we need to focus on getting these kids to learn math english and other areas financial literacy um all of these other things let's learn accurate history of our people let's learn accurate accounts of what people have gone through in this 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 country and with wars and and with holidays and with all these things let's do that instead of trying to confuse kids about stuff that it's just i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm bugging but five years old i mean my that's like two years three years from now i gotta start telling my son about um just at the third and how he can change his identity if he wants to i mean i mean i guess guess it makes sense i don't know you know i guess it has some type of meaning you know like i said we want to better equip kids for for the real world but how do we do it that's a good way to understand it 
we want to equip them we want to give them the jewels we want to give them get them ready but how do we do it effectively um sports network overtime is starting a team basketball league with a hundred with uh, starting with a hundred thousand dollars salaries this is pretty cool opportunity for athletes um outside of the nba uh, let's read this real quick sports network Overtime is starting a team basketball league with $100,000 salaries. Um, and this is by Christopher J. Brooks. And this was updated March 4th, 2021. And this is CBSnews.com. Teenage hoop stars could earn at least $100,000 in salary for playing in a new basketball league launching this fall from sports brand Overtime. Overtime Elite will begin in September with 30 players between ages 16 and 18. The company announced Thursday on top of their pay, Overtime Elite players will receive stock. This is dope. In the company, part of the revenue generated if they land outside sponsorships and even the ability to go after shoe deals. The team players would also get full health coverage and $100,000 toward college tuition if they decide to further their education. The company hasn't said who the players are or when they'll be selected for the league. Overtime co-factor, co-founder sorry, Zach Weiner said in a statement that the company is providing these benefits in part because teenage players aren't paid when playing in high school and college. Talented players should be compensated regardless of age, he said. OTE offers the next generation of basketball talent what they have long deserved, the path that respects their value and honors their potential. As players and people, Weiner said, paying basketball players isn't radical. What's radical is telling people who put in thousands of hours of work that they have to do it for free. Overtime hasn't announced where games will be played. The company said it has narrowed its choices down to two cities and will announce the venue in coming in coming weeks. Overtime said its league will special will be special because players were trained at professional athletic facilities players will also get one-on-one classes on financial literacy just spoke of that media training and social justice advocates advocacy i just said that the classes are designed to help teenagers prepare for the pressures that come with the stardom and opportunities that come with being role models overtime said entrepreneurs dan porter and wiener started overtime in 2016 with the aim of creating a prep sports media giant with espn like credibility most of Overtime's video content lives on social media with a combined 45 million plus followers. Overtime's video content reaches 1.7 billion views of, a month across YouTube, Snapchat, IGTV, Instagram, and TikTok. The company said many of today's NBA superstars, including Zion Williamson of the New Orleans Pelicans and Trey Young of the Atlanta Hawks, got their first whiff of national exposure on Overtime. And you'll see they show a clip of Zion. Let's see if we can show. Continue. Maybe they don't let me because ads or whatever. It is there, but let me see. Pause. Science a beast, but um. Uh, but in the past four years, Overtime has grabbed millions of dollars in venture capital, including $9.5 million from Anderson Horowitz and $23 million from Spark Capital. Overtime also has financial backing from elite NBA players, 
including Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets and Carmelo Anthony of the Portland Trailblazers. Anthony said in a statement Thursday that one-on-one -on -one clashes are particularly useful to for teenagers because many athletes aren't properly prepared for what it really means to go pro see a great article and it kind of backs the previous article we had because you know we want to better prepare students and athletes for what's coming however you know these things you know these things these are good initiatives for people i think um respectfully you know moving along This is an interesting thing, photo that sparked some some topics. Let me move this. Uh, sorry. Um, and you see, it's a bill, a restaurant bill, and we have some um, a couple of two, table one hundred eight um, at nine twenty five p.m. They they was dining or asked for their check or whatever, and it's the PerrySteakhouse.com. But um, they had a, a Tata, What is it, Tatagina? Chattagenia, whatever, some rosé, some wine, five ounce glass, pour, it's 24 bucks. Phil Green and Pure Salad at $13. Fried shrimp, 35 bucks. Maravo Rose, 7.5 ounce pour at $17.50. Um, it's probably actually, yeah, Chattagenia is a better wine, obviously, because you could see it's a 7.5 pour for 17 bucks and it's a 5.0 ounce pour for 24 dollars but anyway pork bite pork chop bites for 14 bucks double cut lamb chops 49.50 fried asparagus uh side 11.50 and the subtotal 164.50 sales tax 10.515 um and um mb sales tax 3.5 uh three dollars and 42 cents and the total is uh 178 bucks and seven cents and they're asking is this too much for a first date i don't know who had the pork chop bites i would say that's my question um and they didn't get any dessert um they probably had an appetizer. Probably was the uh, Phil, the the Phil Green and Pure Salad, maybe. Um, what else? You get that off the screen. We don't want to see our text messages with our graphic. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I don't think they, this, you know, 178 is not bad for a first date, you know? I don't think that is. It's depending on who you are as a person, too. You know what I mean? If you're a cheap dude, then you might want to make it clear that let's not, if this is expensive, you know what I mean? Let's not do something like this for your first date. Let's do something like... Um, sorry, um, you know, let's do something like let's go to uh, uh, let's get some coffee. I don't know, go get some milkshakes, 
That's what I would do. Um, go, you know, go get some go shit, shit like that that you could talk or maybe that you don't got to worry about spending a, a, a hefty dollar on the first date. Or if you're trying to really throw your shot, maybe you want to do something if this is expensive to you. You know what I mean? Maybe you want to go spend $178 on the first date because you're really into the lady or the lady's really into whatever. You know what I mean? More so as, you know, gentlemen courting ladies or whatever you, you, you know, whatever your interest in uh, or your interests are, you know, let that be the decision on why you spend the money you spend or whatever. You get what I'm saying? Like, let that be it. I've spent some money comparable on first dates and I wasn't like, shit, it didn't go anywhere or what I don't, you know, whatever, you know, cause you go in it as a first date, you know, you, it, it, it has every right to go wrong. It has every right to go right. You know what I mean? Even if it goes right, you could still leave a first date and y'all can never really come back to another date or establish a relationship or anything. It could be a horrible first date and it could, lead to adult relationship or adult you know communication with an with another person so you know you just i think it's all on a person and to me this is not a lot for a first date um you know i think this is kind of average maybe for a first date some dessert would have been good maybe some some more drinks would have got got pretty been pretty cool um Cause I think this is the five ounce pour. Those are glasses. So both of them enjoyed a glass of wine respectfully. You know, you didn't want to go through too much on the first date, I guess, but I don't know. Spend a little more, buy some dessert, buy some more drinks, have some after dinner drinks, maybe. So y'all can unwind a little bit. Um, that's the flow. I think moving along. I'm not going to talk too long, but, um, they're talking about the Drake stimulus package. And this is cool. Yeah. The Drake stimulus package. Drake dropped the EP. It's pretty dope in my opinion. Some people are kind of hating or whatever. You know how they do with Drake. Um, I think it's dope. I think the tape is dope. Um he threw some shots out there. Whew. Y'all listen. Do some sh- I would say he threw shots at Rock Marciano. And maybe not shots at Rock. Maybe just saying, yo, Rock, I'm, I'm listening to you. Um, the Joe Budden podcast. Um, Kanye, Kim, that whole situation. And he's talking his shit. You know, letting niggas know. But the Drake stimulus package. Drake assisted 32 artists to their highest hot. Come on, get that out of there. Hot 100. You can't even read the thing because they got the Drake. Um, but 2 Chains, 21 Savage, ASAP Rocky, Black Coffee, Black Boy JB, DJ Khaled, Division, Fabio Foreign, French Montana, Future Gigs, Giveon, Olive McConan, Georgia Smith, Kendrick Lamar, Kyla, Little Baby, Little Dirk, Magic Jordan, Meek Mill, Offset Solo, Playboy Cardi, Party Next Door, Quavo Solo, Rick Ross, Romeo Santos, Sanfa, Sofa Geek, Summer Walker, The Weeknd, Travis Scott, WizKid. And other things said that they jumped an average of 19 places from their previous peak. 
um, 65 with Little Baby, 41 Little Dirk, 37 Offset, 34 Romeo Sanchez, 33 Future. Another thing he says, six, he's assisted multiple times. French Montana, two times. Party Next Door, three times. Rick Ross, two times. Sanford, two times. Travis Scott, two times. Future, two times. 18 artists have never charted before on the Hot 100 list before, I guess, with, you know, doing a collab with Drake or whatever. ASAP Rocky, Black Coffee, Black Boy JB, Division, Fabio Foreign, French Montana, Giggs, Giveon, I Love McConan, Georgia Smith, Kyla, Majid Jordan, Party Next Door, Sanford, Sofa Geek, Summer Walker, The Weeknd, and WizKid. Another six songs assisted multiple artists at once. I'm on one, DJ Khaled, Rick Ross. Fucking problems. ASAP Rocky, Two Chains, and Kendrick Lamar. One Dance, Kyla and Wizkid. Get It Together, Georgia Smith and Black Coffee. Portland, Travis Scott and Quavo. Demons, Fabio Foreign and Sofa Geek. The Drake stimulus package is still relevant to this day. I believe so. Um, the little baby verse that's on there is pretty amazing. Uh, the Rick Ross ver verse on there is pretty amazing. And this association with Drake is going to get people detraction people talking i mean i think it's a great association people try to knock it or whatever but i don't know let me see what else i think it's three more on this list and we're going to ride into the sunset mm, what's this about mm, what use the app why did they do this oh that's why i don't know what they've what did because it's not bringing me directly to it let me see one more time sorry people no nah, that's not it um i don't want to talk about that not like i'm um interesting right here biggie's final studio session was a diss And not to, um, you know, try to ruffle any feathers, but rest in peace to Big. Um, shout out to Nas. But today, 1997, Biggie Smalls records Victor in Cali. He he has 24 hours to live. You can see. Um, today, in 1997, Biggie Smalls records Victory for Puff. His last studio session is a diss to Nas. And he goes, I'm in your mama crib waiting, duct taping, your fam, Destiny, lays in my hands, got lays in my waist. Nas had a daughter named Destiny. Um, and I don't know if, how accurate this is, but it's, it's hip hop. And at a time, this is what we were really excited about, this competitive nature between the big giants. And unfortunately, in the competitive nature and our, our lore for it, it, it we've seen some unfortunate events you know what i mean but in the light of like the competitive spirit and like to highlight lyricism and to highlight what hip-hop is you can't knock like this type of shit with the with hip-hop with lyrics and the subliminals and how competitive our, our giants were at a time you know what i mean and i'm gonna read the i'm gonna read the verse from victory but you heard the punch all the shots that i said i'm gonna repeat his last studio session is a distant nas i'm in your mama crib waiting duct taping duct taping your fam destiny lays in my hand get lays in my waist the whole verses in the commission you asked for permission to hit him he don't like me hit him while wifey was with him you heard of us the murderer's most shady been on the low lately the feds hate me 
the son of they say my killing's too blatant you hesitating i'm in your mama crib waiting duct taping your fam destiny lays in my hands got lays in my waist francis m to the is h phenomenal gun rests under your vest by the abdominal rhyme a few bars so i could buy a few cars and i could kick a few flows so i could pimp a few hoes excellence is my presence never tense never hesitant leave a nigga bent real quick real sick bro nights i perform like mike anyone tyson jordan jackson action pack guns ridiculous and i'm quick to bust if my ends you touch kids or girl you touch in this world i clutch two or toes my toes wait up two or two mad toes used to call me fat so now you call me castro my rap flows militant y'all faggots ain't killing shit oops chris style keep spilling shit you overdid it homes you in a danger zone you shouldn't be alone hold hands and say it like me the most shady frankie baby fantastic graphic trying to make dough like jurassic park did quick to spark kids who start shit see me only me the underboss of this holocaust truly yours frank white that's lyricism at its finest i mean read it pull the lyrics up and read it read how the words flow and biggie's oh man biggie was crazy these new rappers don't even know what a effing this is rest in power frank white i guess i want to Good clip with uh, Clark Kent. Highlighted how Big was so nice with it. Here we go. Um, I'm going to pull up a few from this one. Here we go. Clark Kent explains why Biggie. And saying, when it comes to saying. Here we go. Sorry. Let me play it over. Let me get back to it. But yeah. When it comes to saying your rhymes and saying them as well as you possibly can, no one said their rhymes at the skill level that they had better than Big. Mm -hmm. I hope that makes sense because to me, I thought Jay was the second best rapper, but I think Mm -hmm. he's the first best MC. I think Big is the second best MC, but the first best rapper. I think no one ever said their rhymes better than biggie i mean biggie could say a rhyme that wasn't that good so well you thought it was amazing like the more i smoke the smaller the philly gets i'm like so he's like (laughs) people (laughs) love that shit i'm just yeah i love that shit as as an mc because it's like you said in in another interview like big got that voice as soon as you hear the oh you already Mm -hmm. know yeah the oh was a bar for him it was a bar the the, uh, right so I, i look at guys like tupac right and I think mm-hmm. Tupac is one of the best rhyming, rhyming guys around. Like he, he rapped so good, but mm-hmm. I didn't think he was a dope lyricist. I didn't think yeah. he had bars. Like he it didn't. Was a he voice didn't, and a style it, thing. And it, was it, was, like, it was. It was. It was. It was content. Yeah. It was, it was, it was content, substance. but it wasn't. Yeah. Like when I listen to Jeezy, I don't think bar for bar he's better than Ti. But I think as a rapper, when I hear him, I'm just like, yeah. Right. To me, That's I want to be able to believe that. I want to be be able to believe everything you say. That's yeah. the rapper part of it. Make me believe everything you say. If you can make me believe everything you say by inflection and by style and by everything else, Rick Ross, people believe what he say, and he, you know, mm-hmm. is is he bar for bar better than Biggie? No, but he sounds mm-hmm. in, amazing. Yeah. When it comes to saying your rhyme, that's a good clip. 
that's a good clip right there. This is hip hop, the hip hop wolf. He's a whatever or she. This this platform is great. Now a few clips that I'll play because this is good. Um, this is a, I took this one. Swiss Beats and Timberland sells the 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 versus platform to trill the Triller app. If y'all didn't know that, people have said a lot of things how we're selling our culture out but in business like i said with hove and his his recent um you know accusations or or sales or whatever you you get in business to sell businesses to build businesses and sell them you know what i mean so they built the versus brand ultimately to its um not saying its highest potential but they did what they've done and they did a great job with it they still going to be on board they have stakes i mean artists i think 40 some artists I, 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 if i'm mistaken sorry have stake in the company um so they built something that's beneficial for 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 a lot of people that are that have been involved in the past months that we've enjoyed these verses you know what i mean now we're going to see it on a bigger platform it's probably going to be more um you know more detail more you know better quality i don't know i'm just saying also they're going to add um i think comedians and athletes and all this stuff so it's going to get bigger and bigger i think we've seen something with it with with uh the super bowl recently with verses with you know comparing stats and stuff like that and um but i think it'll be dope putting two comedians up against each other and letting them go at it you know whew, that's gonna get dope two comedian like mike epps going against you know cat williams or mike epps going against kevin hart or eddie going against whatever um whew, it's gonna get deep because it's gonna bring the bags out for one and then it's gonna bring a lot of the goats of com comedy out the people that really can can you know a lot of people have you know received a lot of great blessings within um comedy and they've become mega stars and a lot of people that are great comedians haven't reached the, the heights that some have reached so it's a it, you know when we get to like the things like this the competitive nature of it all of the like the everything that makes you a great comedian and a big star like an actors you know has to do with it but however a lot of that technical or the shit that's behind the scenes doesn't really have to do with you being able to stand up and go bar for bar with another comedian back and forth you know what i mean that's going to get interesting um but back to like what i was saying with um clark kent and um these clips but this is another one I'll, and i'll share these and i'm out hey on Jay's to make him rap. Sorry. And we made his first, and we made reasonable doubt. No, that, 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 now that's a joker moment. That, mm -hmm. I've heard you say that before, but they haven't heard you say that before. So well, Jay, when Jay, Jay said it in records thinking, though. When Jay-Z was hustling, yeah. you was trying to encourage him to rap. No, I was begging him. Like to the point where I would put him on remixes and he would go back out of town. And then I would like, yo, I need you to come back to do another remix. I wouldn't have a remix set up, but in the time that it took him to come back, I would go find remixes to do. And then I would like, yo, let me introduce you to this artist. This artist needs rhymes written. And like, 
he would be writing people's rhymes and doing remixes and going back out of, out of town. And I'm begging him like, dog, you have to do this. And, you know, at, at one point, like he even said it in Ludacris record, uh, I relentlessly stayed on Jay-Z's back to make him rap. It's a good clip right there. And what is considered right, ghostwriting? I'm going to give you the whole thing. And we in the school, me, you, the crew, we yeah. drinking, we social, being social, boo, active, and we doing what we doing. I got a beat on. I'm working on something, and I come out and ask your opinion or, you know, you're never supposed to have no yes men around and only yeah. people that's for the cause. So you hear something like, nah, kiss, try this like this or say that. Yeah. That's help. But nowadays they got, here go the whole hard drive. Here you go, Kmart. Yeah. Learn this. And you say it, and that's ghostwriting. When yeah. when somebody give you the whole song, through these clips, that's, that's rappers yeah, have man. a two year lifespan two, outside year of the greats. You're not in the great kind. I would have been. You know what I mean, niggas? Let me tell you something. Uh, you, I'm done. I'm quitting the podcast. Own, first of all, I would pussy. I would own half of Rock Nation with hoes, nigga. What fuck you talking about, nigga? Who told you to get the fuck out the building? Fuck this sound and sound state property. So you're not no, 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 get no, the no, fuck out no, the building. No, that ain't what Hov said. Hov set that contract over, and I looked at that motherfucker and said, "This bitch ain't right." And then he went and found state property and put them niggas together, nigga. You know what the fuck happened? Fucking you, you even put some respect on my name, nigga. Hov wasn't just the only nigga trying to. Everybody was trying to give me some money, nigga. You keep talking about somebody. Fuck wrong with you, nigga. Oh, niggas okay. Cool. Offering you ten thousand. Nigga, I done, nigga, I done, nigga, I done, nigga, I done and what is considered a ghost? Wallowing uh, their chemistry. Wallowing Gilly. Gilly and Wallow. so tight to Supreme. Let me see. We go to ones. This, this one. Yeah. I was in the house. Actually, I um just got off the phone with him. And I was talking to him on the phone. And he was, in, you know, just like so, so happy. He was ecstatic. Like, yo, because I was supposed to go out there. Probably like in two days, I was gonna go that day, but um, I, I was just moving, and I was just came came back from somewhere, and I wanted to be out there. So it was like, like, uh, go to that Playboy, you know, like just screaming on the phone, music in the background. I was like groggy and tired, like talking on the phone, like, yo, dog, I'll be out there tomorrow, the next day. You know what I mean? Oh, you missing this? You know, it's just like real happy. And then like I hung up the phone and the phone rang again, like maybe, maybe like a half hour behind that. But see, as I spoke to him, like I just spoke to him, I was like, nah, you know, like I immediately dismissed it. Like, like, you know, you bugging. He was like, you know, something happened. I'm telling you on the side. Oh man, God, he had called me. So I was like, I was like, nah, go make sure, go find out. You know what I mean? I think that's the room I just got finished speaking to. That's wild. This is a good one. Oh, there's no comments, but we own Thriller. We are, we own everything. So who's done that? See, they respond to the comments about people saying they sell, sell, sold out. Even your man, um, what's it? Let me see what it says. Yeah, even your man Michael Rainey, Tariq, says Timbaland and Swiss Beats are sellouts for selling verses. You know what I mean? I don't know. I think you sell brands. Uh, you build brands. 
That was the other day. Let me see what else. Um, Gucci man. Hit that back. Let's see what they talking about. He did the the no yeah the Jeezy Gucci man yeah yeah. thing I think that 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 was desperation on on Jeezy's part trying to sell the record. Do you feel like it worked? No, the record didn't sell. Damn, the record didn't sell. But the the uh, I think that's what that was leading up to it because they looked at how much a catalog will sell and how much exposure you'll have. Mm-hmm. Or because he was releasing a record at that point, you know what I'm saying. Right. Other than that, I don't know why you would do that. Because he said you, you're smoking on Pookie Low. <laughs> that was an aggressive moment. I thought it was a, you know, I thought Guns was about to be drawn, but I feel like the teachable moment was like, yo, these people who have had all this bad blood between them and uh, under them, they was able to piece it up for an event. So it seemed like it just blew the doors wide open. So damn, why couldn't Fifty maybe do a versus with a, you know, game? Or why couldn't Fifty do one with, you know, any, you know, anybody you've had beef with in the past, whether it's Ja, whether it's Fat Joe, whatever. Like it just seems like if they could get over it, anybody could. Yeah, yeah. I just think when when you get to some of those things, like these things, yeah, are, even though they're not, we're not passionate about them. We're not like looking to go kill each other. But, like, we, anyway, it's that time taxes. So, I'm 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 receiving. Hey, I thought I did that. I thought I uploaded that um, tax information. But anyway, it is hot seat highs, the one and only. Shout out to. Um, Everybody, shout out to everybody that's involved with what we got going on. Um, continue to uh, check what I have going on. Uh, ch- continue to check what the collective uh, networks have going on. Going on, um, all that good stuff. Hit the website leopoldjacobs 1983com um, A lifestyle brand for your uply mobile business professional. It's the camo windbreaker I got on right here uh good weather out just weather it's been like it's like 70 degrees this past um few days today is beautiful out um even though it's a little like you know it looks like it's, it was gonna rain earlier but yesterday was beautiful the day before oh it's just beautiful weather i could just l- see what the summer or the spring gonna look like if, it, if it's if it's anything similar to these these beautiful days we've had um so it gave me the opportunity to throw the light, the light little windbreak on, light jackets, shit like that. You know what I mean? Get out, take some pictures, you know. Everything's for the brand. Um uh what else? What else? What else? Um check the beloved talk podcast, follow it on um Apple Podcasts and on Apple Podcasts. If y'all can comment, uh rate it, like it, share it, tell somebody about it. We need that for the analytics. Um everything helps um everybody's involvement whether you dig it or you not i mean it's 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 great i mean i I can't see why nobody will knock it um shout out to everybody that's you know on the board we need we need interviews not we need but we're going the interview is going to continue growing if you know anybody that that's dope if you have um any idea of sponsors if you have if you're if you're if you want to be a sponsor and donate to the program and uh whatever in any form of fashion whether you bought her in services or maybe you you have a clothing brand or you have merch um you want to you want us to talk about the merch you want you want us to highlight the merch and this is on all platforms this is my platform the hasi has this is on beloved talk um this is whatever i mean it's all collective 
but um mainly primarily if 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 y'all want to participate in that with um active sponsorship we definitely uh will 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 entertain it and you know can utilize it i mean we all trying to do this network thing this is what it's about the you know that's the idea of the what the the platform is about is to spread information you know what i mean great information valuable information amongst all the other current events and pop culture references hip-hop stuff uh and um that's all really you know what i mean so shout out to everybody continue 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 locking in because what we're going to do is continue continue providing what we do and that's a fact and i hate the you cliche right? but you, you got you got you all that right we're going to ride out into the sunset it is hasi has the one and only peace out and we're out you are now tuned in to Hot Seat Hot. It doesn't matter you if you're Gen you Z, millennial, right? or straight up boomer. This is the Hot Seat Hot podcast. The following podcast contains explicit language. Sponsored by Leopold Jacobs, 1983. Let's go. We're going to talk fashion, sports. And we're going to talk like music that, like this. We're back. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Politics. Like I said, I am Hot Seat Highs, the one and only. Get out of your feelings. Step into your feelings. We're going to talk relationships, politics. Yeah. Step into your feelings. Collective empowerment, new cosigns. Come on, let's go. Let's network. Come on. You are now part of a community in touch with culture, education, and collective empowerment. Step into your feelings. Check it. Step out of your feelings. This thing is sponsored by Leopold Jacobs, 1983. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Let's go. Come on. Shout out to the listeners. Let's go. Shout out to the feedback. Uh. Yeah. Let's go. Let's talk. Like I said, new season begins. Check it out. Let's go. I see. Let's go. Yeah. Shout out to Caleb. Come on. Yeah. It's a new season. You are now part of a community in touch with culture, education, and collective empowerment. You can support this podcast. We out. You got all that, right?